do burgers need bacon? Does Nick Saban need a new crop of five-star recruits every single year? Did New Edition need Johnny Gill? These are things that I think about whenever people like to say the Warriors needed Kevin Durant. I believe when you're in a position of power, a position of strength, a position of privilege, it would just be stupid to not add to that if given the opportunity. Did the Avengers need the Hulk? Anyway, anyway. I really hate that narrative. Narratives are what drive the world. Sometimes they're truthful, factual. Sometimes they're just that. A narrative, a story, an agreed perception of events that took place. We all had history class. We all sat through a history class. And we were all taught the history of the world based on the perspective of the teacher, the curriculum, and the writers of the textbook. But we all know some things that we learn weren't exactly the way things took place. I recorded an episode earlier today and uh, I kind of went a little wild, a bit of a tangent. Now I know I typically speak in pod and tangent. But that one was a bit more extreme. I'm going to be doing an episode going into detail on the greatness of one Wardell Stephen Curry. The narratives that he has to fight. The unfair narratives that he has to battle. And I'm also going to share objective truth. There's... A lot of stories of how Kevin Durant made his way to the Golden State Warriors. But for whatever reason, the story that continues to be pushed to the side is the story that Kevin Durant had going on in his head. The thoughts that he had going on in his head. Why does one Kevin Wayne Durant feel the need to have to leave his team, his organization, the one that he had carried to the NBA Finals in years past, the one that he had carried to the playoffs in years past, Western Conference Finals? Why did he feel the need, emphasis on need, to leave that and jump ship to the team led by Wardell Stephen Curry? 
Kevin Durant was up 3-1 against this team, this unbeatable team, as we were built. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go into that as well. I'm going to go into that. Uh, hmm. I just, Wardell, Stephen Curry is the most disrespected superstar possibly in the history of sports. Which is saying a lot because you know how I feel about Kobe Bryant. I'm not going to do that right now. I'm going to save that for another day. I'm going to dedicate an entire episode to Steph Curry. And I'm actually going to come in with facts, statistics. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that. Should be coming real soon. Real, real soon. I'll leave this. I'll leave y'all with this little tease, I guess. If you know me, you know I've said for a long time that Steph Curry has been the best player in the NBA since 2015. And the more he, the more we see from him this year and a couple of years past, if you look at all of it within a certain lens, you can make the legitimate case that Steph has a argument or a claim to the elusive title of GOAT. I'm not going to do that right now. I'm not going to do that. I will also say Steph Curry is by far the most influential player in the history of the NBA. I wanted to say in the history of sports, the only other person that comes to mind that's more influential in their sport than Steph Curry is in his sport in this moment in time would be the nigga that did the high jump that one time. The nigga that did it backwards for the first time. Everybody used to do that shit forward. But this nigga said, no, I'm going to do that shit backwards. Now everybody does that shit backwards. Anyway, I know. I know I said the last one I was going off on tangent. Now I'm kind of stepping into that territory. So I'm going to chill. I'm going to chill. I'm going to I'm going to leave that. I'm going to leave that for a later date. But the disrespect to Steph Curry really needs to stop. It's changing the game. He has changed the game. Anyway, I'm going to get into the picks. In that episode that I've been referencing that I'm not going to put out. Uh, I did the picks in that one. And um, I'll do them again. I'll do them again here in a second. I also want to briefly, briefly, briefly touch on Kyle Rittenhouse. The news of his, I guess, acquittal. Or I guess not even acquittal. He was found not guilty. The news of his verdict. Yeah, there it is. Verdict came out after I recorded that previous episode and um, I did a little I added a little bit to it but um, I'm in a different frame of mind right now guys I really don't understand how this case became so racial I don't understand how white people 
killing white people turned into a black issue. I really don't. Um, the sad thing about it is, is I can understand some people feeling that way. I can understand some people that, you know, have that train of thought. But it's the educated people. Or at least the people that I would consider educated. That are seeing this as a racial issue that really bothers me. Really, really grinds my gears. I'm just going to be completely honest right now. Because of the way the media does, the media has a job to do. The media has an agenda. Multiple agendas. But because of that, and me not paying too much attention to the case, I legitimately thought until last week that Kyle Rittenhouse had killed black people. Once I found out that he didn't kill black people, I'm going to be honest, it's politically incorrect. I did not care. I did not care at all. And I just assumed that I was the last person to find out that he didn't kill black people. And I thought that all these race baiters and people that live to live for oppression, once they knew that, they would, um, I won't say not care because, I mean, lives were lost. You know, lives were lost. Uh, well, better yet, I'll say this. Lives were taken. But some of the facts, quote-unquote facts, that have been spread about this case, which we now have found out, were the furthest thing from the truth. It's kind of disturbing that these people that are thirsting for oppression are still reciting those facts as truth. Like I said earlier, everything's ran by narratives. Whatever the narrative is becomes the truth, not what the actual truth is. Perception is reality. People hate it when you say that whenever it's pertaining to them. But the more you look at the world, the more you look at the way things take place, unfold better yet, the more you realize that's really the truth. There's a lot more I could say about this case and the backlash and outrage that's gone on, but I've said most of it on my story. I don't really feel like repeating those things. I, I really should have saved them for the pod. But like I said before, I don't care. I really don't. It's funny how we went from Black Lives Matter to All Lives Matter. I will say that. I will say that. Whatever. Whatever. Anyway, it's going to go ahead and get into the picks because this is really the actual purpose of my weekend pods. Um, I have a couple more coming out. And uh, if you liked the episode of uh, what I call that one. Oh, so you stabbed him with uh, me, Jeff, and Wesley. 
uh, I will be going back over the video and uh, I hope to get some of that video out possibly even on YouTube you know I've been saying that for a while but uh wanted things to be uh right for the first YouTube drop we'll see if that one makes the cut or I might just have to start off a different way but anyway anyway y'all don't need that backstory y'all really don't give a fuck Get to the picks. Just a little bit of recap. Last week I was uh three and one. The fucking Rams ruined the parlay. Because of course they did. It's always one. It's always one. That's why I say don't go Barry Bonds. Never go Barry Bonds. Anyway. Um I now I'm now sixty and twenty-three on the year. Uh and remember uh the average uh, or not average, the uh professionals, professional handicappers, um, they say 53 to 54% is about the average for the professionals. Um, so 54, 53, around that range, uh, you're winning more than you lose. Because, I mean, hey, you're going against Vegas. Vegas knows what they're doing, typically. Well, not even typically. They, they know what they're doing. Uh, so I will say... Uh, I'm not going to brag, but going 60 and 23, I'm not going to do the math right now, but um, one would say that's decent. Whatever. Anyway, let's go ahead and jump into what's this? Week 11? Week 11 picks. Let's go. Let's go. First game that I'm eyeing, I have the Panthers at the Redskins. Cam Newton, I believe, is getting the start uh, going against his former coach. Uh, the Redskins' defense is a little iffy right now uh, with the loss of Chase Young out for the year. Um, I do know they have, what's his name, Kyle Fuller. They have they have a decent corner. Um, might even have a decent, decent secondary. I might even go as far to say. They do have De'Aaron Payne still on the defensive line. This is a bit of a toss-up, I, I would say. But I'm going to have to give the edge to, in my opinion, the better quarterback. The better quarterback... I want to say it's Cam Newton. Uh, he hasn't played for a while. Still a bit rusty. Um, he had a really good performance last week against the Cardinals. Um, but Taylor Heineke is a bit more in sync. He's been playing with them for a while. He does have Terry McLaurin, who mm, arguably might be the best receiver on the field that day. I like DJ Moore, but eh, I don't know. I don't know. There's something about DJ Moore that just has me. I, I'm not. I'm not sold on DJ Moore just yet. Uh, I'm getting Brandy, Brandon Cook vibes from DJ Moore. Not to say that's a bad thing. Just for whatever reason, I'm not sold on Brandon Cooks, but nigga has a 1,000 yards every team he's on, any quarterback he plays with. So at some point, you just got to accept it. But since I see this game as a toss-up, I'm going to go with my first tiebreaker typically is quarterback play. I like Cam, but Taylor Heineke is a little bit more in in rhythm right now. Not to say Cam can't easily jump back into it. So then my next tiebreaker would be the best skill position. The best skill position is by far Christian McCaffrey. So because of that, I'm going to go ahead and rock with the Panthers. I do think that the narratives are there. Cam um, probably may feel a type of way like, hey, so like, hey, yo, Ron, my nigga, I thought you was my boy. Like, I thought we was good. Like, nigga, we went to the Super Bowl together. Like, nigga, we had magic. Like, you gonna start this nigga Taylor Heineke confidently over me, knowing good and goddamn well I'm here and available to play all year? 
Oh, I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you, nigga. I'm gonna show you. So you know, you know, Cam takes things personally. You, I'm back, head ass. You know he takes things personally. So hey, he might, he might, might show out on Sunday. I'm, I'm gonna rock with the Panthers. I'm, I'm, I'm putting money on Cam. Next up, I got the Bills versus the Colts. Um, so let's start off with the quarterbacks. Josh Allen, love Josh Allen, love Josh Allen. I completely did a complete 180 on Josh Allen. Uh, what's the other? Oh, Carson Wentz. Look, man, it's not that I hate Carson Wentz. I actually really fucked with Carson Wentz when he was on the Eagles. Um, like I've said before, he deserved that MVP of the year that he got hurt. Uh, well, the year that they won the Super Bowl. But um, let's look at the rest of it. I don't think I can name a single defensive player on the Colts unless Darius Leonard still plays for them. Bill's defense has been shaky all year, but their offense... Their offense is what tends to be the problem. I don't really fuck with any of the skill positions. Ah, Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor on the Colts. And the Bills have had a pretty bad run defense the past couple of years. I can't remember right now how they've been performing this year. But I think the weapons that Josh Allen has at his disposal, along with being a weapon himself, will prove to be a bit too much for the Colts. So I'm rocking with the Bills. Next up, we got the Ravens and the Bears. Lamar Jackson versus Justin Fields. Y'all know I've, Lamar, look, man, Lamar's the MVP. Like I said on the other pod, Lamar Jackson is the NFL MVP. What he's done so far this year has been absolutely remarkable. And we're waiting for the regression from Lamar. Le, Patrick Mahomes didn't hit the wall severely, severely. Lamar Jackson, ain't no bitch in his blood. Ain't no bitch in his blood. I'm rocking with Lamar Jackson. I don't even, it really don't matter what, he going to find a way to win the game. That's just, that's just period point blank. (laughs) Watch some niggas lose. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Ravens rocking, rocking with the Ravens, rocking with the Ravens. Uh, We got the Titans and the Texans. I remember in the very first episode of the uh, Eye on the Sharp, uh, I said the Texans, I would not be surprised if they don't win. Like probably like three or four games before I got what they said, but I did say they would win that first game against Jacksonville, and they did. Um, they've been the team that I expected them to be all year. Not shit. Um, Tyrod Taylor's back. He may have been playing the past couple of games. I don't know. I remember he was hurt for a bit. But um, Titans lost uh, Derrick Henry. That's a blow. They've been 2-0 since he's left, though. Ryan Tannehill, look, I'm not going to say he's just that nigga, but I honestly did not think it would ever work out Ryan Tannehill and he's just continued to be serviceable more than serviceable to be honest with you he's been really good in the red zone at least throughout his career I don't know what the status of Julio is I haven't been a big fan of AJ Brown but he continues to prove me wrong continues to do good things Uh, I don't really think anybody in the Texas secondary is going to be able to keep up with them and uh, they do have Adrian Peterson uh, and he's getting to play back in Texas. I mean, what, he's like 36, 37. He doesn't have many opportunities to play in front of his home state. Not going to have too many, too many more of those opportunities. Rocking with the Titans. Rocking with the Titans. Go Titans. Eagles and the Saints. Alvin Kamara, I believe, is back. He may have even been back last week. Don't remember. Um, but we got Trevor Simeon versus Jalen Hurts. Maybe even Taysom Hill. Regardless, 
I like Jalen Hurst more. I want to like Devontae Smith, but he just hasn't really exploded onto the scene just yet. I don't really have much to say about this game. I just have a good feeling about it. I just have a good feeling about it. I like the Eagles. I like the Eagles on this one. Bengals and the Raiders. Bengals have been my favorite team this year. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Tyler Higgins. I'm sorry. Yeah, Tyler Higgins. Is it, is it Tyler? I think it's Tyler. Tyler Higgins? We're going to go with Tyler Higgins. Maybe Ty. I don't know. I know they have Tyler Boyd. It might be Ty Higgins. Higgins. Higgins, Boyd, Uzuma, Jamar Chase. Great receiving core. One of my favorite receiving cores in the NFL. Uh, and, uh, oh, yeah, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon, he's all right. I really forget that he's there just because I'm there for Joe Burrow and the receivers. Like, they throw the ball like 40, 50 times a game. I love that shit. I love that shit. Uh, defense has been all right. Drake Kirkpatrick, uh, you know, corner. Um, serviceable. And uh, the Raiders don't have any great receivers. Um, I don't want to be too critical, but they don't really have any good ones, in my opinion. Respectfully, Zay Jones. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm 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 burning out right now. I'm burning out right now. But I'm rocking with the Bengals. I'm rocking with the Bengals. Trying to give you a little bit more on it, but yeah, I don't need to sell you. You're listening. Cardinals and the Seahawks. We got Russell Wilson versus Kyler Murray. I believe Kyler Murray will be back. I'm not sure what uh, DeAndre Hopkins' status is, but Tiana's. To be honest with you, I really don't give a damn. Uh, Kyler Murray, you can uh, Jeff made the case, and a lot of people are making the case that he's been the NFL MVP thus far this year. And uh, I think they lost. No, no, they won. They won the one game of Comacoy. But um, look, special. He was number one overall pick for a reason. Not really much more needs to be said about that. Seattle's defense has been ass. They've been ass since what 2017, 2016. Whatever the last time they were in the Super Bowl, that's the last time that defense was worth a shit. Uh, is Bobby Wagner still on the team? He might be. Jamal Adams, nice name, high draft pick, ain't really done shit. Russell Wilson's going to have to play out of his mind, which he's capable of doing. He's been doing that for a while. Um, he's been the reason why they've won games and been in the playoffs the past couple of years. Uh, he's going to have to have an MVP-like day. Um, I like I like DK Metcalf a lot. Um, I like Tyler Lockett. Well, I don't like Tyler Lockett, but I've learned to respect Tyler Lockett. Um, but at the end of the day, I think the Cardinals just have too much. I think they have too much. So, yeah, I'm rocking with the Cardinals. I don't have any underdog picks this week, but I will say the Chiefs are in a must-win situation. If they lose this week to the Cowboys, the Chiefs fall to 6-5. Six 6-5 and five. Six and five with... Six games left. Yeah, you can still make the playoffs. You're not out of it, but ugh. it's you. It's 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 starting to become do or die. Y'all got to figure something out. Y'all still got all the weapons. I would say when everything's clicking, the best offense. But that defense has been problematic. And the Cowboys, they got a high octane offense too. Dak, oh, Mari Cooper's out. So, and I ain't never really been too big on Mari Cooper, but you know. He, he still does his thing. But um, Ari Cooper's out, so they got Gallup. They got CD. Um, this one dude, I forget his name, Noah Brown or whatever, who's just kind of showed up out of nowhere. Um, they still have Zeke, obviously. Like, the Cowboys, solid offense. Defense, 
I really don't know how to gauge the Cowboys' defense just yet. Like, yeah, we know Trayvon Diggs has been having picks left and right. They're obviously much improved from last year. But are they just much improved because they have Dak? The offense is on the field longer. Defense is off the field. Obviously, if the defense isn't on the field, they can't get scored on. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have an underdog pick this week. Even though the Chiefs are the favorite, technically, Cowboys are coming in hot. And it's a must win for the Chiefs. So, I want to say, I want to say the Chiefs are my underdog pick, but technically Vegas says they're the favorite, so I can't say that. Can't say that. But the Cowboys have proven to be better thus far. Thus far. All right. I know that was a lot, and also not at all. Um, I'm real excited to do that Steph Curry episode. I'll be working on that one. Um, that that needs to get out there. It needs to get out there. Uh, I know I said I was going to have these uh, Spotify exclusive because I was going to be adding music until I figured out the way to add music into this version so I can have, you know, have them on all platforms. But this week, it really didn't matter. Um, I don't. There were, There's no music that came out that I really fucked with. Um, and I haven't had any major changes to my top 10, so... I didn't really feel the need to throw anything in there. Um, Young and Ace dropped an album. Um, I listened to a little bit of it. Um, I mean, eh, you know. They can't all be who I smoke. I do find it interesting that Fulio is dropping an album the next week. So I was thinking, like, because I haven't listened to the entire Young and Ace album. But, like, do you do you listen to your ops album just to see if they sneak dissing you or in their case, just overtly dissing you? Or do you just let like the streets tell you like, Hey, yo, say nigga, he talking about you. I wonder how they do that. I wonder how they go about that. Um, cause I do find it. And Fulio is a different type of nigga. He's a different type. Like, honestly, I haven't heard the album. Like I said, with young and ace, young and ace really don't even need to diss that nigga like that. Fulio can just come with some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Your brother dead, your cousin dead. I don't give a fuck. Like, God damn. Whoa, 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 Fulio. Sheesh. That's a wild dude. And his album's dropping next week, so part of me is just like, ah, there might be some shit coming. There just might be some shit coming. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. That's all I got. Um, that episode with Steph Curry will be coming soon. I have some other things in the works. Um, also, go out and uh, listen to um, Cold Coffee. Uh, I think David has it uh, on YouTube. He does a video and everything. Uh, so go ahead and check out his cold coffee. Uh, uh, he also has his Patreon. Go ahead and check that out. Um, we have a Patreon too, but um, it's been a reason I haven't really been telling y'all about that. Um, yeah. And what else is there? Oh, yeah. Go get your gut punch. I'm about to be making another order here in a bit. That shit is amazing. I love that shit. And you're going to definitely hear from me in between now and Thanksgiving. But that next Friday episode might be a little difficult. Shit. Yeah, the next Friday episode is going to be a bitch. Um, well, on the off chance that you don't hear from me now, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to any and everybody that's listening to this shit. I'm thankful for you for listening to me. And I'm going to continue to produce content and hopefully get better and better and better and better and better. So appreciate you for listening. This has been Politically Incorrect. I don't speak for all, but I do speak for most. Thank you for listening. Yeah, I know I switched it up. Shut up.